Welcome to the Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping communities of color to live at your finest holistic health by being empowered to nourish your bodies, mind, and spirit so you can flourish as a whole vibrant and healthy champion. I'm your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I'm a board-certified family physician, lifestyle medicine and obesity medicine specialist, and the blessed founder of my holistic wellness company called Living at Your Finest, where I serve as a wellness strategist. Have you struggled with your holistic health, body, mind, and spirit? Maybe manifesting true ways of chronic fatigue, being discouraged, or just feeling disconnected? Imagine constantly being whole, vibrant, and healthy with information that can transform your life and allow you to triumph holistically? Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph in this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our personal health journeys using the principles of lifestyle medicine in an exciting framework, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some candid dialogue. Greetings, living at your finest health champions. It is episode 58. We are talking with a wonderful, wonderful guest, Dr. Michelle Quick. I recall a few friends of mine have had so many questions about running. Some of them have asked, what is chasing you? I can't stand running. It sucks. But you're in for a treat today because my wonderful guest is going to blow your mind away. She has a wealth of knowledge and wisdom when it comes to just making running easier. But as always, you know, I love to acknowledge you and thank you for being a loyal listener and just how wonderful you've been listening day in, day out, sharing and subscribing. So I'm really, really thrilled that you're part of this. And we're going to just have a great time today. And if you're new to this Living at Your Finest podcast, welcome and thank you for staying tuned. I hope that you will come back once you've enjoyed the session we have today. Well, are you ready for today's episode? I know I am. I'm going to learn so much and I know you will as well. Well, give me the opportunity to just briefly introduce my guest. In the midst of a lively career in pediatrics, Dr. Michelle Quick discovered that running could change her life. She embraced the sport by becoming a certified run coach with the Road Runners Club of America, among others. She was also a local girls on the run coach and a Disney World loving marathoner. She founded Mindful Marathon to help running easy and fun for busy professionals. She developed a customized training plan for every type of runner, new, old, and somewhere in between, and fits into their busy plan, because I know that's everybody's excuse that they're busy and it's real, rightfully so. But she's figured a way to fix it into your plan, helping her athletes find their edge and achieve their goals. So I can't wait to tap into this juicy nugget. Welcome, Dr. Michelle, to the Living at Your Finest podcast. Oh, hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. <laughs> Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. You know, as I mentioned, I've had friends when I started my running journey about three years ago, somewhere between 2018 and 2019, I had friends say, what is chasing you? I mean, why are you running? What's the deal with that? And, you know, I just 
gradually worked my way into it. And I was really thrilled to see the amazing work that you do with your clients. So I would like to hear your story. Where did it all begin? And if you can share with us just that path that led you to become this famous (laughs) runner that everyone so seeks out for. Sure. Yeah. You know, I was not always a runner. I think that's the the place to start. I was a kid who um, really wasn't much of an athlete and I remember huffing and puffing my way around the track uh, when I was in elementary school and middle school when they made us do the mile run. And I used to think that uh, the runners, the cross country team, they were made of different genetics than I was. And I used to wonder too, what's chasing them? Uh (laughs) Um, So I really, I tried to run. I, I had many friends who were runners and I saw how much enjoyment they got out of the sport and I tried it many times and quit many times. And, you know, what finally stuck for me, um, it was really after my residency. So I, um, I was a pediatric resident. I came out of residency in 2012 and had my first attending job, uh, moved to a new place, was newly married, had a lot going on. And at the time my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer And I found myself in this place where I was recommending to my patients and friends and family that they need to take care of themselves and exercise. And here I was in this very, you know, stressed out and just overwhelming position and not taking care of myself. And so I decided that something needed to change and I decided I was going to try to run again. And I started just running around my block for five minutes, you know, where we lived at the time. And I would go out there almost every day and do maybe five, 10 minutes and call it a day, come back. And I worked up from there and um, I got my husband to sign up with me for a local 5k that summer. And that was really the beginning of it. Like it was, I did that 5k And you would have thought I, you know, I crossed the finish line of the Olympics or something. Right. And I've been running ever since. Oh, wow. That is the runner's bog that I hear of all the time. That's amazing. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your father's diagnosis. And, you know, that's a similar journey for most people that I hear that's, you know, just that that running and just really trying to care for themselves and, and, prioritize their wellness right so yeah Yeah. um, I'm sorry about the situation but I'm glad that you found peace with it and you're able to to inspire others to just your journey now I I I took to a statement that you said that you were huffing and puffing and, and you decided that you know what genetics they are made of a different genetics this is not for me but then you pulled through and you said let me just try it out you five minutes around the block can you share with our listeners what did that look like with that five minutes around the block how were you able to advance that now to what you do because you ran the Disney marathon is that correct so what led you how did you go from that running around the block to where you are now yeah I think um, the biggest thing to know is that we have to be patient with ourselves. Right. So, you know, that first 5k was um, the summer of 2013. And I ran my first marathon in January of 2018. So okay. that was five years later. Right. Now you don't have to wait that long. If you think you want to run a marathon now, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but I worked up very slowly and it was sort of a stepwise um, 
methodical approach to it. So I did the 5K and then did some more 5Ks, worked up to a 10K, the half marathon and the full marathon. And I just had this idea that this was um, a lifestyle change that I wasn't trying to get there overnight and I had time. And so I think, um, you know, many people want overnight results Mm -hmm. and running is a sport that is really all about longevity and, and making it fun and so that you want to keep doing it and and stay injury free while doing that. So I think the biggest key is to be patient with yourself. And at the beginning, it it does, it feels hard and it it feels like you could never get to a marathon, you know, from five minutes around the block. Um, but over time, I think um maybe one other tip I can share is to slow down. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying. Be patient and slow down. Right. Um, and that makes it so much easier like it, to avoid that huffing and puffing and feeling so hard. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. Like oh, it can I actually it. be, you know, gentle. Yes, I love it. You made a valuable point there. You have to be patient. A lot of us want to get there very quickly. And I I love that you gave us the timeline. So between 2013 and 2018. So knowing that it's a lifestyle change, it's a journey, not a destination, right? So I hope our listeners have grabbed onto that because that's what a lot of my friends say. And I personally, to be honest, I also was trying to rush myself and I started in 2019. And you know, in college, I would run here and there. And I remember it's so funny because I make fun of this situation where we had to run. I think it was was about 5k and I started off fast I was so excited everyone was behind me I could see everyone behind me and sure <laughs> enough I blew out of steam everyone passed me and you know I was just trying to struggle to make it even to the very end so that always you know just recalling that that you take your time gradually you build yourself into it and gradually you have the endurance to be able to sustain the, the run so that that's amazing that you mentioned it and I also love that you said injury free because that's so important who wants to do anything in a rush without doing the proper form and I'm going to ask you about what those what what that looks like proper form um, but injury free because if you get injured nobody is it's going to take a minute to heal and then you will be hesitant to even go out there so for me recalling how I practice as a child I learned to slow down and gradually build my way into where I am right now I've actually done my father's this half a marathon and I'm looking forward to doing a full marathon and, and this is since 2019 yeah so, yeah so that's, that's awesome great. no you're right and the the most important thing I mean my I have a running coach too. And he taught me that, you know, really being injury free and getting to the start line healthy is really the most important thing you can do for for yourself. And so even if you're a little bit undertrained, but you're injury free at that start line is better than you know, getting to that start line with an injury. So, and you know, I've seen so many places. I mean, when I started, I started with a women's team at the YMCA. So it was, we were training for a triathlon and I was like, okay, the best way for me to stay motivated is to join this team of women that knew what they were doing. That was key for us, making sure that we were very clear about our goals and we needed to set our own goals, right? Not my goal for the person that was ahead of me who had been doing it for many years, right? So I needed to set my own goals and and aspire. You know, we always hear progress over perfection. So I would love to hear from you what those injury-free techniques. So we have somebody that says, you know what? Dr. Michelle has given me the hope I can do this. Where do I start? I always tell people generally is that those stretches and you have such a wonderful video on stretch. So can you share some, some of those 
injury-free technique <laughs> in terms of where they can start and, and get started, you know, running. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that that's really key for a lot of people and for people who have tried running in the past, um, they may have your experience where they set out maybe a little too fast, but then they end up hurting or hurting themselves. So um, staying injury-free is a big thing. Um, what I have people do, if if you're a relative beginner, um, you know, depending on how much experience you have with jogging, I often have people do run-walk intervals. Okay. If you're familiar with um, Jeff Galloway, he is uh, you know, wonderful, a wonderful resource for run-walk intervals. And it's a great place. It's a great entry point for people to transition from being maybe a regular walker to, you know, dabbling in a little bit of jogging and seeing how that feels um, without overdoing it. Um, for a continuous runner, really, the key is slowing down. And that can take some time to really slow down to a pace that feels comfortable. So we talk a lot about effort levels and kind of like an effort scale of one to 10, one being a, maybe a brisk walk, 10 being like the zombies are chasing you down the end of the world. Uh, right. You're going to fall down. <laughs> so we tried to stay, you know, on the low end of that effort scale, maybe like a two to four out of 10 and keep things slow. So as far as the run itself, um, that's what I'll say about that. And for the stretching, um, we would recommend a dynamic warm-up stretch at the beginning, which for me was actually, um, that was a learning experience because when I was growing up, we would always do static stretches, like, yes. a, you know, yes. and that's, that's right now, like what you would do for a cool down. But when you warm up, you want to get your heart rate up. You want to get the joints um, lubricated and, and ready to run. So it's more of um, an active warm up. And uh, so there are some stretches to do for that. Uh, you can do like walking lunges, um, butt kicks. I call them toy soldiers where you kind of do um, kicks in the front and touch the opposite foot, um, but it's also to get you moving. And then at the end of the run, you can do your static stretches where you, you know, th think of, um, you know, a typical uh, stretch for your hamstrings and your quadriceps and your calves. Those are the ones that I always think of when I think of run stretches from what I learned in school, but, but the teaching has changed for the warm up there. So yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, yeah. I had no idea about that as well. I mean, first and foremost, we tend to, and I've seen this in my practice where, you know, my patients start walking or running and they forget to, you know, do the stretches before or after. All those things have its role, right? It prevents injury, it helps the blood circulate properly. You have a good warm up in the muscle. So very valuable information there. So if I have somebody that says, well, you know what, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stretch everything that Dr. Michelle has mentioned. And they start and they do that, you know, the run walk intervals. Are there any other tips that you would like to encourage them to incorporate into their daily activities? Like how often? Because I've heard all sorts of things and I'm asking you as the expert, is it true that you have run every other day or maybe run so much minutes or do you have any insight to how often they should participate in, in a run walk? Yeah, I think. Uh, what to consider first maybe is, you know, where you're starting from and okay. how much time you're used to setting aside for exercise. 
So for people who are not used to setting aside some time for this, you can start small, right? Like do what I did and take 10 minutes, maybe three times a week um, and take that for yourself and work up from there. Um, I love for beginners to maybe try like three days a week. So this way you're taking a day off in between and maybe doing a different form of exercise if you like to cycle or elliptical, yoga, strength training, all those things. So you can fit in other things besides your running um, and then work up from there. So for a beginner, typically like three days, maybe four days a week. Um, and we aim for, you know, 30 minutes of ex of exercise. But when you start, hey, 10 minutes is okay. And yeah. we work up to the 30. And before you know it, then you're going to say, Dr. Michelle, I want to run the half marathon. And then <laughs> we'll add in another day. We'll add in a long run and you'll be out there for a long time. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love how you make it sound so doable. People out there that are interested, Dr. Michelle is your person. She makes it sound so doable with the way she breaks things down. So thank you for sharing sharing that with us. I, I want to take another tour and ask you more about what are some of those barriers that you might have observed, whether in your practice or even for you as a human being, right? Because I'm sure there are days, as much as you love running, I know I enjoy running as well, but it's not every day I wake up and I'm really ready to do it as much as the benefits I know I get from it. So I was just curious, what are some of those barriers and how do you motivate yourself of, you know, just staying static and not moving? Yeah, uh, I think we probably alluded to one already, which is the time barrier. Most people tell me I just don't have the time, like especially for a longer um, goal, like a half marathon. Like I'm not sure I can devote the the time that's necessary for it. But the the nice thing about having a coach is someone who can talk with you about your schedule. Like we figure out how to fit it in, and we kind of work with what we've got based on your goal and where your current fitness is and how things are. I mean, it was almost, you know, I used to use, uh, when I started, I used training plans that I would find online and I would always think like, I, I don't know how I, I can't do every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because I'm, I was a hospitalist at the time and I was working day shift, night shift, you know, all over the place. Right. So it just, it was a mindset shift for me to almost think of it in, uh, in the week as, okay, I have, three or four days that I'm going to run and it doesn't have to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, okay. Sunday, or whatever that is. So you kind of figure out, you, we have to work with, with your schedule. Otherwise it's not going to work. Like no matter how much motivation you have, if it doesn't work within your schedule, it's just, you know, it's going to be a fail. So um, consider, you know, where you're at with your fitness and your goal and your schedule. So that's the time piece. And then the other barrier really is motivation, um, which is tough. Like right now we're in the fall and it's very dark in the morning. I am a morning runner. Okay. It's getting a little cold here in Philadelphia. And so when it's dark and it's cold and the alarm goes off and I think, oh boy. <laughs> and so I'm not immune to that, right? Like I love running. And when the alarm goes off, I think, yes. oh, I just oh, want I to stay gosh. cozy in the bed. Yes, yes, I hear you. So, so what I do, I mean, I like to plan the week ahead of time. And having a training plan is really helpful for this. So if I know ahead of time what I'm doing, 
you know, I just prepare ahead. I go to bed a little bit earlier the night before I'm going to run and I'm always fine once I'm out there. So as long as I can get my sneakers tied on and out the door, I'm absolutely fine. And I've, I've never said, I wish I didn't go on that run. So, you know, for some people I tell them like, wake up and like, even if you're doubting it, put your sneakers on. And once you have them on, I guarantee you're going to go out there. Like you're not going to just sit on the stoop. Once you've got them tied, you will go even, and you can tell yourself, all right, I'll just do 10 minutes. But once you're there and you're going, you'll do the whole workout. (laughs) Yes. I love that you said that because it actually brings to mind a cold morning. And I tend to do my workout, my runs in the morning. I I like a a Monday, Tuesday, and then a Friday, and then sometimes either a Saturday or a Sunday. But then on this particular morning, I was like, oh, it's so cold. I'd rather stay in bed. But I did exactly what you said. And just going back a little bit, I actually had my I, my clothes, everything was in place, it was right by my bedside. So, you know, if it was in my closet, maybe it would have been more difficult to do, but I got on and that was it. I went out the door. I told myself, you know what? I just need to satisfy the fact that I've stepped out the door. I don't have to go far. <laughs> and that was it. I kept talking myself to us, you know, the next pole, the next pole. And that was how I was able to complete my um, three miles that day. So you're absolutely right. It's We just have to self-motivate and, and be prepared, just like you said, get all those things together and plan. I love that you plan and you know what your week is like so that you're not caught unawares. So, yeah. Yeah. I think in the moment, if you don't plan it ahead of time, like if I say, well, I'll run Thursday or Friday morning. Uh, I don't know. We, we always, I will skip the Thursday and I'll leave it till the Friday. Well, <laughs> yes. They have to be very specific about when. And of course, you know, if life happens, then at least, you know, you gave it your best shot. And yep. yes, absolutely. Yes. I'm sure you're very familiar with the runners. Hi. I've experienced it, but on this particular day, I really can say for a fact that I experienced what a runner high and just for our our listeners can you please give us your best explanation of what a runner's high is yeah sure um I think that I have experienced maybe two different two different things um one would be more I don't know if it's truly what would be a runner's high but maybe like at the end of a race. So at the, you know, I've done the training for a long, a long while, maybe 12 weeks, 16 weeks for a half marathon, for example. And that feeling of coming into the last mile of that race and getting to the finish line and, you know, the, the other runners and the cheering and the fact that you accomplished this goal, like all of that at a, at a race finish line, that very much feels like a, a high Yes. Um, and yeah, like the accomplishment of the goal. Right. And then the other feeling I would describe is more, the best I could describe would be like um, a flow, a flow state yeah. in the middle of a long run. And that doesn't, um, it took me by surprise. I think maybe the first time I felt that I was training <laughs> for a half marathon and I was just running along doing my thing. And all of a sudden I realized like all of this time had gone by and I really didn't take note of it. I was just very in the moment. I was looking right. at the trees and the birds and, you know, three miles went by. I didn't know what happened. Yeah, and no so you just kind of get in the, in the zone and you hear your footfalls. It's a lovely, it a is. lovely feeling. And yes. so I don't know if I would describe it as a high, more, more of a calming 
effect. Yeah, you're right. I think that must be what is described as it because it sounds just like what I experienced as well, which is like you feel like you're just floating. I mean, it's like that endorphin rush and it's so amazing. So definitely, I'm glad to hear your insight and intake on that. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you will be transformed as you take actionable steps to triumph at living at your finest, body, mind, and spirit. You'll be whole, vibrant, and healthy champion. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, please join me on Facebook and YouTube at the Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we can learn together. Hashtag healthier together. Friendly reminder to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Share the podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. On another note, my goal in this podcast show is to empower, educate, and encourage you to live at your finest. The words and other content provided here, either by me or by my guest, are not intended as medical advice and do not refer like those of the organizations that we are employed or affiliated with. Always consult your healthcare provider for your specific needs. Now let's get back to today's episode. So I would like to find out, in addition to my listeners, a little bit more about you, if you would love to share with us what keeps you living at your finest, because we're all about living at your finest in this community, and we want to be encouraged and motivated on a daily basis. So it'll be great to hear from you what keeps you going and living at your finest. Yeah, I think um, this is a great question. I try to start the day with a little bit of uh, gratitude practice um, and feeling, you know, grateful for all of these wonderful things in my life and um, a sense of community. So I love connecting with with other runners, um, whether they're my athletes, um, but just this this sense of community and that we are on a common path, even if we live in different areas in different time zones, <laughs> but, but runners are a wonderful, yeah, they're a wonderful community. So um, what keeps me going too, is that I would like to, you know, be, be this fit, you know, as I get older, oh, yeah. I want to be able to travel and hike and do all of these things I love to do. So this sense of fitness for the future, um, that really keeps me going in the day to day, just with my, my training and exercise and, and all of that. Um, just trying to keep myself as healthy as possible as I get into um, older age. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said that at older age, yes. But I agree with you, that community of runners, you know, whenever I'm driving to work and I see somebody running or walking, there's just that, you don't even have to know them, right? You just wave and say hello and they get you and you understand them too, right? So yes. I, I hear what you're saying, <laughs> that, that is definitely a bond there. And so do you have one motto that you want to share with us as some affirmation or something that you would like to leave with us? Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is run your own race. Mm. And this is, you know, it's for everything, right? It's for running, it's for life. But I think we do get hung up a little bit on ideas of who is a runner and who is not a runner. And I have to be a certain pace or, you know, if I haven't run a marathon, I'm not a runner or if I haven't qualified for the Boston Marathon, I'm not a good runner or all of these things. And I think it's just important to stay focused on you and being the best version of you. So 
run your own race. That's amazing. I, I, I didn't realize that it can get heated when it comes to the different races and which one you've <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, well, but okay, that, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, anything in life, absolutely. We do need to just run our own race. But I, I guess it does, it can get heated because everyone is all about, okay, where I'm going to have, you know, or, or how long it took you to finish a marathon mm-hmm. or a 5K. Mm-hmm. Like in, in Atlanta, Georgia, we have what we call the Peach Street Race. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. When I was training for that, because all this while all I was doing was a 5K, right? A three mile. And then I said, okay, you know what? I like doing new things. I love challenging myself. I said, I was going to go ahead and do this 6K. So that's twice the miles that I usually run. But then the ladies that I trained with, they were faster than I and a lot of times I used to feel intimidated, but I told myself, this is my own race. I'm motivated by them, but I don't need to push myself and injure myself. But then there was all these fires about how long you finish. You have to be, it's not worth it. If you finish less than 30 minutes, I'm like, really? Every mile, every step matters. It doesn't make it any longer or shorter, right? So right. It's your own race. So I'm so glad that you 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 mentioned this. It warms my heart. <laughs> yes. Now, before we close, I would love to give you an opportunity to share all those great things that you're doing, projects. I know we've signed up, my family and I were so excited for your virtual virtual 5K. And I really want to applaud you for doing that because it's a lot. I, I've participated in a lot of races and I love doing this, but I always say kudos to the people that set it up because there's a lot of work. So I'm you know, openly acknowledging you for, for doing this. And we're really looking forward to participating. Uh, but before I give you that opportunity to share more about your offers, uh, I want to hear what is one adventure that you've impacted on or just something that we don't know about you? Because if anyone asks about Dr. Michelle, we all know she's a runner, but what is something <laughs> we don't know about you? I think as far as adventures go, I'm actually a very cautious person. And one of the um, craziest things I have done, um, I hiked the, it's called the Narrows um, in Zion National Park. That was one of the, probably the scariest things I've done that I really needed to, (laughs) you know, gear myself up to go. I, it's for anyone who has not been there, it's um, sort of a hike in a river uh, you hike, um, yes, up this river into a slot canyon. It's it's beautiful, but okay. it can be a bit dangerous. Uh, we were not there in rainy season. So okay. there really was, I mean, of course, a storm can happen at any time, but mm-hmm. the chances were pretty low. And yet I still grilled the National Park Service ranger the night before and <laughs> got the equipment and was very okay. nervous about that. But I did it and I was very, very proud of myself. Um for doing it. And I can't even say telling you here, I'm not sure I would do it again. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what possessed me to do that? I'm glad that you made it out alive. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful hike, uh, but, but has its risks. So anyway, that that's it. I'm a very cautious uh, person despite all of these marathons, but That's good to know. That's good to know. (laughs) I'm definitely going to look it up. Not that I'm going to be doing it, but I just want to read more about it. (laughs) I'll send you some photos and you can decide. (laughs) That that would be nice to see. Yeah. So I'd love to give you an opportunity to just share with us how my listeners can get in touch with you and just, you know, get, take advantage of your offerings and find out what you're up to. Yeah, yeah. So probably the easiest place is on my website. It's mindful-marathon.com. And there are there are two freebies over there you may be interested in. If you 
if you are a beginner, a relative beginner, um, maybe you're a walker or you want to get into some regular exercise, there is a free one month walk plan over there. And then after you do that, then you can download, there is uh, how to get started with running. It's a webinar that I did, a, a little workshop, and that kind of goes into how you get started with run-walk intervals and things like that. So those are on the website and you can follow me on Instagram at mindful.marathon. I'm on Facebook at Mindful Marathon. And yeah, we're having our first, it's our inaugural virtual 5K, yay, <laughs> in the middle of November. And so, um, yeah, it's been a real adventure to, to run the race, um, and become a race director, but there will definitely be more in the future. So get on the email list and I'll let you know. Yes, please get on her email list so that you know about this. She has some fantastic goodies and all of that. And, and I love that you've been sending us just the, the training, right? The training, how to do your exercise, the warm up. So fantastic. Thank you. So get on her email list. Thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate you just joining me today and having this conversation about running made easier. It's possible. It's not that anyone has to chase us. We're doing it for our own wellness, for our own health and for us to live at our finest. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So to my communities of health champions, thanks for hanging out to the very end. I hope that this episode was as enjoyable and transformational for you as it was for me. Again, some of you can decide I'm going to walk and I'm going to slowly jog and I might eventually run. It's all good as long as you're doing what works best for you. As you heard Dr. Michelle say, run your own race. Please identify one actionable step today that you would explore and just take it a little closer one day at a time. Know that you deserve to be at your finest because you're worth it. Thank you. Take care and God bless.